0: Okay, brethren, we'll now have our first message by Mr. Art Williams. The first day of the seventh month, memorial to the blowing of the trumpets. It was just noticing on the song, Days of Elijah, it says, Behold, he comes, riding on the clouds, shining like the sun at the trumpet's cloud, as the trumpet's call, lift your voice, to you hear jubilee. That's what I'm going to be talking about today, is the sound of the trumpet, the memorial to the trump- blowing of the trumpet, which was a holy convocation. And in the Leviticus 23, 24, the word blowing, Strong's number 8643, meaning clamor, a loud noise of joy, or a loud noise of alarm. Now, there are many places in the scripture that mentions the trumpets. We're going to look at two of these, and both contain alarm and both contain joy. Depends which side of the fence one is on. Both are future events, and both relate to the establishment of the kingdom of God. First, we're going to look at the trumpet sounds that occur at the beginning of the first resurrection. And then we're going to look at the second opportunity to be in the first resurrection. So let's start in 1 Corinthians fifteen twenty five, the first blowing of the trumpet. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trumpets shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. Here we see that the trumpet will sound at the first resurrection. And for further descriptions on this, for your own reference, you can go to uh, Revelation 8:1 through Revelation 9:21, and then continue over on Revelation 11:15 through21. The next two scriptures I want to reference describes just how special it is to be in the first resurrection, and also some of the requirements. For one to be in the first resurrection. Revelation 20 verse 6. Blessed and holy is he that has part in the first resurrection. How is it that one is blessed? What does he mean by that? How do you attain that? And he says, and holy. How is it that one is holy? What does one do? How does one become holy? And then continuing in Revelation 17, 14, And these shall make war with the Lamb, and the Lamb shall overcome them, for he is Lord of lords Lord and King of Kings. And they that are with him are called and chosen and faithful. Those are the words, five words, that we're going to look at today. We're going to look at blessed, holy, called, chosen, and faithful. There's a lot of material to cover, but we'll do it quickly. I want to begin first in Jesus' Sermon on the Mount, because that's where he talks about blessings a whole bunch. I'm not going to turn to all these scriptures, but there are too many of them, and you're all aware of them, but I want to read them off as a reminder. For blessed are the poor in spirit. Blessed are they that mourn. Blessed are the meek. Blessed are they that hunger and thirst for righteousness. Blessed are the merciful. Blessed are the pure in heart. Blessed are the peacemakers. The word peacemaker might be better translated peaceable. Blessed are they that are persecuted for righteousness' sakes. Blessed are you when you're reviled by men, persecuted, and when they say all manner of evil against you falsely, for Jesus' name's sake. Blessed are your eyes, for they see, and blessed are your ears, for they hear. Blessed are those whose iniquities are forgiven. Blessed is the man to whom the Lord will not impute sin. So then, they which are of faith are blessed. Blessed is the man that endures temptation. Blessed are they that do his commandments. Blessed are they that are called unto the marriage supper of the Lamb. So that is a listing of a lot of aspects of being blessed and to be blessed. Now I would like to look at truth. I covered a little bit of this, maybe a lot of this, in my last message. In Hebrews 10.10 10, it says, We are sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. And Jesus in his prayer for his disciples in John 17.17 17, says, Sanctify them in truth. Your word is truth. So, truth is the word of God. And Jesus continues with this thought in verse 19, where he says, And for their sakes I concentrate, consecrate myself, that they also may be sanctified in truth. The word sanctified is Strong's word, number 37, and in both scriptures, and it means to make holy. So, you're made holy by having an understanding. truth because your eyes are blessed your ears are blessed your understanding is blessed the sign of sanctification given to ancient Israel applicable to spiritual Israel in Exodus 31 12 through 14 speak unto the children of Israel saying verily my Sabbath that's plural you shall keep for it is a sign between me and you throughout your generations that you may know that I am the Lord that does sanctify you Continuing in verse 14, <clears throat> you shall keep the Sabbath, therefore, for it is holy unto you. Holy unto you. It doesn't say holy for all mankind. Holy unto you that have its truth. Holy unto you that are blessed. Because in Genesis 2-3, God established the Sabbath, the seventh day as a sanctified holy day. Not just as some people say given to the Jews because it was never given to the Jews because the Jews are only one tribe of the family of Israel. God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it. That is made it holy because that in it he had rested from all his work which God created and made. And he didn't rest because he was tired. God doesn't get tired it, his actions were part of the actions that created the seventh-day Sabbath and sanctified it. The importance of the Holy Spirit is then obvious, because it says in John 16:13, "Howbeit when he, the spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear that he shall speak." and he will show you things to come. And continuing in verse 16 and 17, And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper to be with you forever, even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. The Holy Spirit leads us into truth. And we receive the Holy Spirit by baptism and the laying on of the hands. At this point, I want to look at the three words called, chosen, and faithful. Just to look at Revelation 17, 14 a second time. They these shall make war with the lamb, and the lamb shall overcome them. For he is Lord of Lord and King of Kings, and they that are with him are called and chosen and faithful. The word called is Strong's number 2822, meaning invited or appointed. Called to repentance, called to the marriage supper. Chosen. Strong's number 1588. The elect the favorites of God by implication, to be in the first resurrection. And faithful, Strong's number 4103, trustworthy. People proclaim Jesus quite frequently. We hear people say, I'm dedicating my life to Jesus. I'm giving my heart to the Lord. People proclaim they love God Scriptures give us instructions on howing to know if that is true because it is observable by spiritual works, doctrines, and other principles that he goes through in the scriptures. You know, I could proclaim up here that I'm in love with Kim Kardashian, but it wouldn't mean a whole lot because Kim Kardashian, as far as I know, doesn't even know who I am. You see now don 't any of you girls call me up tonight and pretend you 're Kim Kardashian either. <laughs> we don 't select Christ. God the Father draws us to Christ. The scripture says so in John 644 "No man can come to me except the Father which has sent me, draw him, and I will raise him up at the last day. we don 't select Christ. God the Father draws us to him <clears throat> And if we're drawn by the Father, then we're going to be drawn into the truth and the understanding of the truth. And our eyes will see and our ears will hear. In the parable of the sower, in Matthew 13:10 and 11, the disciples asked Jesus, why do you speak to them in parables? And he said, because it's given unto you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God. But not to them. It is not given. And continuing in verses 14 and 16. And in them is fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah, which says, By hearing you shall hear, and shall not understand. And by seeing you shall see, but not perceive. For this people's heart is waxed gross, and their ears are dull of hearing, and their eyes are closed. Lest at any time they should see with their ears, hear with, see with their eyes, see with their, hear with, I'll get this right yet. See with their eyes, hear with their ears, and should understand with their heart, and should be converted, and I should heal them. But blessed are your eyes, for they see. Blessed are your ears, for they hear. Isn't it amazing? Here is the Savior of mankind saying, I'm not going to save them. I'm not going to convert them. In Matthew 13, before I go there, The parable of the sower, if you haven't gone through and read that recently, is worthy of a very good study. We tend to think that as he throws the seed, and it's the true sower that throws the seed, that he's calling people, but that's not really it. He's really broadcasting. He's broadcasting. Some people respond to it, and some people respond well to it but we get more visibility on this when we look at the parables of the tares. Matthew 13. Matthew 13, 37 through 39. He answered, said unto them, he that soweth the good seed is the son of man. That's interesting, because by implication then, there are others that are going to plant other seeds. In 38, we continue, the field is the world, the good seed are the children of the kingdom and the tares are the children of the wicked one. And continued in 39, the enemy has sowed them is the devil and the harvest is the end of the world and the reapers are the angels. And it's interesting over in continuing on this thought about sowing and calling in Mark 5. Let's look at verse 8. Mark 5 verse 8. A man... For he said unto him, come out of him, thou unclean spirit. Jesus is casting out a devil named Legion out of this man. And here in verse 9, Jesus asks him, what is your name? And he says, my name is Legion, for we are many. He casts him out, and continuing down in verse 18. Jesus casts him out, and Jesus is getting ready to leave. And when he was come unto the ship, he that had been possessed of the devil prayed him that he might be with him. He asked Jesus, I want to be with you and your disciples. And what did Jesus answer him? Verse 19. Howbeit, Jesus suffered him not, but said unto him, Go home to your friends, tell them how great things the Lord has done for you, and has had compassion on you. So here's a man, he's not with the disciples, but he set out to proclaim the Word of God. Now, maybe later on, he was at the day of Pentecost, maybe he received the Holy Spirit then. We don't have any visibility on that. Then the next word is chosen. Revelation 17, 14 scripture I referenced. Strong's number 1588 which means elect or to be the favorite of God. We don't choose ourselves to be in the first resurrection. He selects us to be in the first resurrection. Today, when you hear people talk about being saved, secret rapture, going to heaven, they don't differentiate between first and second resurrection usually. If they even are aware of it, I'm not so sure. But you're chosen to be in the first resurrection. And if you're not selected for that, no worry, no worry. There's another opportunity. We'll get to that in a minute. It says in John 14, 21, He that has my commandments and keeps them. He it is that loves me. There's the definition of God, God's definition of whether you love him or not. You have his commandments and you keep them. And he that loves him shall be with the Father and I will love him and will manifest myself to him. Faith is simply being trustworthy. Trustworthy. I need to move along here. I'm already at my 15-minute point, I think. I said there was a second opportunity to be in the first resurrection, and that's given to us in Joel 2, verse 1. Blow ye the trumpet in Zion. Again, the trumpet sounds. A sound of alarm in my holy mountain. Let all the inhabitants of the land tremble, for the day of the Lord is at hand. Strong's number for blow here is 8628, clatter. It says by implication, become bondsmen. So that's kind of threatening continuing in verse 28 he says and after it and it shall come to pass afterward, after those events that had already happened in the first chapters of Joel I will pour out my spirit on all flesh and I want to skip down to Joel 2 31 and 32 and he says the sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood The great and terrible day of the Lord. So the timing is the day of the Lord. You can compare that to Revelation 6.12. And it shall come come to pass that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be delivered. For in Mount Zion and in Mount Jerusalem shall be deliverance. As the Lord has said. And in the remnant whom the Lord shall call. The call is Strong's number 71.22 in both occurrences. And it means called out by name. Personal calling. Delivered is 44, 22, meaning escape or relief or saved, and deliverance is to escape, Sixty-four thirteen. Peter says in Acts 10, 34, 35, Truly I understand that God shows no, no partiality, but in every nation anyone who fears him and does what is right is acceptable to him. No, acceptable doesn't mean saved, but it's a pretty positive statement to realize. There is some recognition of good people doing good things if they recognize God. The feast days describe the plan of God. The feast of Pentecost is the birth of the church, a spiritual organism. Today, we're observing the feast of trumpets time in the future when the trumpet will blast and the dead in Christ will rise and those who rise alive will be changed. We are somewheres between that in the reality of today and the reality of time. And we're fast approaching the resurrection. The church will be very close to 2,000 years old here in just a decade and a few years. All the people that are not blessed, not holy, not called, not chosen, not faithful to the truth that they don't know of, will have a chance in the second resurrection. Those that are blessed, called, holy, chosen, faithful, there remains a future blowing of the trumpet at the first resurrection. And I'd like to finish with the last two verses in the Bible. He that testifies these things says, Surely I come quickly. Amen. Even so, Lord Jesus, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen.